0: Hello and welcome to Shelf Confidence, a podcast brought to you by the Pennsylvania Food Merchants Association that focuses on trends and innovations in the food retail industry. I'm Liz Kemery, your host, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Sarah LaFollette, who is the Director of Revenue Management and Insights with UTS Snacks. UTS of Hanover is a Pennsylvania Food Merchants Association sponsor and member, and today Sarah and I will be talking about the new normal of snacking, so shoppers who are in search of healthy options and better-for-you ingredients. Sarah, how are you today? Hey, I'm well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. So first of all, can you just share a little bit more about UTS's history in the area and your role with the company?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Ups just turned 100 this year. Uh, It's a very exciting birthday. Um, Ups is a homegrown company in Hanover, and I could not be more proud to be a part of the company. I've only been on board for a year and a half, but it's been such a great experience. The team in general has so much experience and just love and respect for the company and the products that we provide and produce that it's been an honor. So um, UTS went public last year. So that's been a pretty big change. And we've had a lot of large acquisitions that have really changed our brand portfolio. So it's been an evolution. And even in the year and a half that I've been on board, there's been a lot of change, very positive change, I think, um, impacting the category and our consumers.
0: Very cool. And like you said, UTS is growing and it went public. And so from being that sort of homegrown Pennsylvania company, we're seeing the reach out to the Midwest and uh, much further out. So what is it that us as a company is working to produce for its customers?
1: Yeah, great question. So we really wanna be that crafted snacks provider that can flex across the nation. So the great thing about our portfolio is that we have such diversity. It's a lot of brands and a lot of complexity, but it's wonderful because no matter where you're at in the com- in the country, you have some products that are going to be very relevant for the consumers. We have, you know, the flavors, the actual products themselves. We have the packages that are needed. That is the vision is to be a a national player and to have that assortment that can really be productive and accretive to the category, no matter where we're at in the country. So whether we're on the West Coast or the East Coast, we have products that are going to work together with the the, the products that are already on the shelf to really build the category and drive consumption for our retail partners.
0: Yeah. And I know, you know, being born and raised in Pennsylvania, it's definitely nice to be able to travel and sort of pick up my favorite uh, snacks and know that it's from close to where I live. It's sort of a comforting thing. And then you just know you love what you're getting. So that's always positive.
1: Thank you. That's good feedback. And that's what we hear a lot about. Uts Uts is different. Uts potato chips, nostalgic, they're they're crafted quality, and they're different from the other products that exist in the category. Yes, they're original potato chips, but they're different. I mean, I really do think that they feel different for our consumers. And we're actually seeing some very interesting things happen when we go into new markets. So UP is a very traditional brand in the Northeast. I mean it's people grow up with it and it does skew towards a somewhat older consumers just because people grew up with it and they love it. But when we go into our new market, so we've gone into Chicago and Southwest and we're seeing that our brand up, potato chips is actually resonating with millennials and Gen Z, which is very interesting because it like it really brings the, that crafted value. It's different. It's traditional. And millennials and Gen Z really are looking for authenticity in across their lives and then in salty snacks. So we're saying that we're able to bring a different consumer into the category for our retail partners, which is exactly what we want to do. We're not there to shift around within the category. We want to be a build for our retail partners. And really help to continue to move the category on the trajectory that it's already on so kind of similar to what we've seen in categories like coffee and beer there's this crafted vibe and you know people are looking for high quality products I um, it's a high enjoyment evergreen category that if you know if you have the right products and the right assortment out there you're, it will continue to grow your your store ACV. and that's we're really proud of what we can do for our retail partners in that way and continue to challenge ourselves to like up our game and you know, bring that a creative assortment.
0: Yeah, definitely. I know that my grandparents always had Uts at their house, but like for me, one of my new favorite products are the sweet potato chips, which I can't get uh, enough of. Sadly, <laughs> and my kids love you know the cheese puffs and things like that. And I know that uh, 2020 was a year where we saw that snack food was sort of pulling us through a crazy year. And I know like my family definitely indulged. We had all of our favorite snacks around the house and made sure we had the things that just sort of made us feel happy and made us feel good. And certainly this was a brand that that our house loves uh, to indulge in. And we're starting to see a little bit of a shift now in snacking. So in 2020, people may have indulged a little bit more. 2021, industry reports are showing us that consumers are realizing they did that. And now they're sort of trying to get back on the healthy train. So we're seeing people want to search out those sort of better for you snacking options. How is that trend resonating with us? What are you guys seeing?
1: So we're still seeing indulgence very, very high. So I think there definitely is a mental shift towards, you know, wanting to find that balance. But indulgence will always be the number one consumption driver in salty snacks. And what we're seeing is really kind of a shift in what consumers are seeing as healthy or, you know, healthy-ish. So a lot of it is portion control. And you know, reaching for quality rather than quantity, and that's a lot of what we're seeing. We are seeing some, um, some return to some of those better for you products. One of our products, Boulder Canyon, is chia chips that are fried in avocado oil, which is hugely on trend and definitely a better for you benefit with the science behind it. And we're seeing a lot of growth there. And then in some of our line extensions with the Good Health brand, we're also seeing some renewed growth as consumers are you know looking to balance out their diet with some products that feel like a more balanced choice. I think we're we're seeing the indulgence still very, very high, but we're also seeing some like new trends start to take place. During the pandemic, it was definitely reaching for those comforting favorites. I mean, there wasn't a lot of innovation hitting the market to begin with. It was definitely something, you know, looking for comfort and familiarity.
0: Well, and you mentioned something interesting too, because you were saying that the idea of what healthy snacking or better for you snacking is different for different people, right? What what I consider healthy, somebody else might not or vice versa, but it's just the better choices, I think, in what in what we're making. So, you know, how would you define that or describe that
1: for you guys? What do you consider better for you snacking? That's so a great question. And I think the short answer is that it's something different for every single person. And it's really not one thing. It's a lot of different things and it's always evolving. The way I like to view it as an extension of the category so it's those benefits that are gonna that bring consumers into the category that wouldn't necessarily would be avoiding the category otherwise. Things like avocado oil, better um, olive oil, like better oils is um, a huge one. Better ingredients, vegetable base, uh, organic label, things like that are benefits that consumers will look for when otherwise they may be avoiding salty the salty snack category. That's how we like to view it with our retailers is, you know, what's going to expand your your shopper base and bring, bring consumers down your aisle or set of aisles that it wouldn't regularly.
0: And with my new thing with sweet potato chips, I'm not sure if that's better or not than the regular potato chips in my mind it is it feels like um, a better option yeah exactly Um, and they're super tasty so (laughs) I really enjoy grabbing those you know for sandwiches or whatever at night the packaging is different too which is attractive so I feel like there's there's that one and there's like a like a potato mix I can't think of what it is but there's like different colors Yes, yes, they're both like they're really beautiful.
1: awesome.
0: Well, they're yes. beautiful. They're packaged a little differently. And there's just yeah. something, like you said, something fresh about that product. It's artisan.
1: It's artisan and it yeah. um, feels like you don't it's not like you're gonna sit down and eat the entire bag. It's a great supplement to your sandwich and you can control your your portion because you feel like what you're getting is very high quality and you're like really enjoying it. So it's ultimately, you know, positively impacting your health. It feels good. It feels like a good small indulgence on top of a very balanced meal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, as we were talking about the expansion that US is making to different parts of the country, are you guys seeing certain products resonate better in different areas that you cover?
1: Yeah, we are. I think um, the big one that comes the most, probably the most regional subcategory that we have is pork rinds. So pork rinds has traditionally been really big in the Southeast and South Central, but we are seeing a bit of an expansion outside of those markets. Somewhat of it is the um, the keto trends. And in general, consumers are just feeling like fats are a better choice. For their health versus um, like sugar sugar based snacks. So pork rinds are seeing renewed growth, not just in some of those like artisan brands, but also in our brand Golden Flake. Golden Flake is based in Alabama, but we're seeing strong growth as we expand out, and we actually have the highest repeat rate of all pork rinds brands. I think a lot of it's linked back to the flavor, and just you know being on trend with what consumers are looking for. But we are seeing pork rinds is the most is very interesting for me. I think that one is one where. You know, we see a lot of regionality, but regionality is also shifting. Another subcategory that's really interesting lately is pretzels. So pretzels have always been kind of one of those slow and steady subcategories, and they have a lot of regionality as well. So um, where you're at in Pennsylvania, obviously pretzels are, you know, very, very popular. But when you get out to your California and in the Southwest, they're less popular of a snack just, Hmm. you know, from, you know, regional trends. But with the new flavored pretzels innovation, and coming on the market and kind of just more excitement around the category and then also the pandemic consumers are reaching for pretzels at a higher rate than they ever were before so we actually saw this slow and steady category really experience a boom kids were at home and you're trying to feed your crazy crew at home so pretzels were a good choice they're a little bit more permissible than you know say potato chips and they helped fill in between meals i mean Kids snack like crazy, so it's nice to have something that you can really fill in, fill them with those meals and pretzels. Were really that that snack for consumers, but we're seeing it shift with the flavored pretzels coming on the market. That you know, there's still the regionality to pretzels, but it's it's interesting to see the way that you know it's kind of refreshed the way consumers view view the subcategory. That's interesting because I
0: can't imagine not having pretzels in the house. My brother Uh will drive with a bag of pretzels and a soda with him everywhere he goes. Like, that's just his core snack, no matter what. Uh Um, So yeah, I think that's definitely, you know, Pennsylvania talking, Pennsylvania snacking. but. So when you say there's there's a part of the country that doesn't snack on pretzels or as much, you know, it's like what? <laughs> <That's>...
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> I I find it really interesting, and and I'm still learning a lot about the category. I mean, there's a lot of intricacies in terms of like you know what people reach for, and some of it's driven channel driven as well. Pretzels are really popular where I live too, but there you know there's definitely a lot of regionality in that subcategory.
0: What are some of those moves that you guys have made to reach the customers that are looking for what they might consider those better snacking options?
1: Yeah, sure. So we have a really strong innovation team and some very, very smart, intelligent, educated people who see food as a science but are really investing and seeing where we can go with some new products. That being said, I think like the big thing that we're doing is making sure that we have our base right, too. Yes, we are investing in innovation, but we're also making sure that we can deliver for our retail partners on our everyday products that we need to. Investing in production technology, sustainability, and then in people too. I mean, there's been a lot of great ads and great work done to support our operations team and by our brand team as well, just to make sure that we can do the basics right. And then, you know, innovating on top of that. And I think that's what I've been really proud of is that, you know, we do have a lot of innovative products, but we also continue to challenge ourselves to do better with, you know, the, the bulk of our business, which is, you know, everyday products that we're, that, you know, already consumers are already looking for.
0: Yeah, that's quite a balance to have to hit both of those things, sort of keep your always popular study offerings going while also, like you said, doing all that innovation to sort of hit new customers and stuff like that. What would you say that we're seeing as a big trend right now with the Uts brand? What are the products that are really standing out or gaining popularity right now?
1: So great question. I I would say it's it's like twofold, right? So the everyday products continue to be in demand. So just, you know, our original, our ripple potato chips are always in high demand. Um, Like I said, we're seeing a resurgence with pretzels. We actually became the number two pretzel brand in the country. And your consumers are really starting to reach for those. And then the flavors that are really driving incremental growth continue to be heat and cheese. I mean, consumers love spice. It's an experience, you know, and different types of spice. I mean, we're seeing a lot of growth of that um, chili, like hatch chili or green chili. And a lot of our like furious flavors are very popular. So voodoo, of course, very popular and very well-known. And then on, out on the West Coast, the Tim's brand has a product called Sasquatch Surprise. It's a similar type where you really don't know what, what a Sasquatch tastes like. But you know, it's just a a very cool packaging. It's it's fun. It's different, and it's something that consumers feel like, oh, this is you know something different. I want to try it, and you know, it continues to build build out that brand. So I'd say that it's. You know, on top of just your everyday favorites, it's also you know, heat and cheese continue to be the top flavors.
0: So you had mentioned earlier, and I know that we talked prior to the podcast, you had said you've got a really creative innovation team. And earlier we talked about how there's an amazing chemist on the team at UTS working on things like, you know, tweaking flavors and ingredients and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's tons of things that as consumers that we don't really see going on behind the scenes. What are some of those other things that, you know, Ets is just constantly working on tweaking or updating to kind of meet the consumer demand in the moment?
1: Um, good question. So one of the biggest change shifts in the categories and in this growth of the multi-pack, the variety pack, um, like a big, big box or bag of, you know, small size packs. And they have, they're just meeting a lot of consumer needs. I mean, so prior, you know, and a few years ago, they, those are for the lunchbox, right? But now, you know, people are just eating them every day. They use them for portion control. They keep things fresh. Yeah. You can get variety They're You know, you're not reaching your hand in the bag, so you can keep them sanitary. So they just meet a lot of new needs. And the demand for multi-packs and variety packs is absolutely on fire. And, you know, they are a difficult product to produce. And UPS has invested in some technology to make that a little bit smoother and to meet, you know, demands. I think there's a lot of a lot of demand and, you know, we want to be a set partner for our retailers where, you know, their shoppers want the product and we can have it on the shelf. And that's been a great progress just to, you know, meet the needs of our retail partners.
0: And that makes sense. I I can definitely see why, again, especially if you're working from home more or if the family's home more, um, sometimes it's a little harder to put away that full bag. (laughs) So the portion (laughs) control thing is, is big. So my last question for you today is what can we see from us in the next, say,
1: you know, six to 12 months? Where do you guys see things heading? We're looking for some, some major expansion. I mean, we're, you know, continue to expand across the country and delight consumers in new markets. I think the big one is throughout this this change is continuing to be that reliable partner that we have been. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why we, had, we were able to be successful during the pandemic was- you know, our people and the team that really were able to deliver for our retail partners. Like when some of our other competitors were unable to deliver, us was was there and we were on the shelf and we were, you know, in the store. And I think that's where, you know, one of the things I'm most proud to work for us because we are a good partner for retailers and being reliable and delivering on our promises. I think that's the the biggest piece that I'd say that we're going to deliver in the next 12 months. There's a lot of change and a lot of unrest right now. There's a lot of things up in the air that we don't know about, but we'll continue to be that favorite, that comfort, that enjoyment in our consumer's households. And we're here, we're us, and we have the snacks that you love, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Um, Yes, innovation, yes, expansion, but mostly just being us and being reliable for our retail partners and for our consumers. Very cool. It's
0: always fun to
1: see that brand
0: out and about. So I'll be looking for it in more places as we get out more, hopefully more in the next year. Thank you so much for joining me. And it was great to learn a little bit more about you and
1: about the company. Yeah, thank you. This has been great. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and look forward to learning even more about your organization. Very cool. Tune in in
0: two weeks as we discuss sustainable packaging with the Stephen Gold Corporation. Thanks for listening.